Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. Eat my dust, Slimeball! Eat fumes, Wormball! Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game review podcast for everyone whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. I'm Levins. And today, we are looking at... Metroid Dread. 1,000 Worms, part two. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever the hell Jackson's been playing, who cares? Worm update. That's what I'm here for, okay? (laughs) Yeah, how are the worms? I got up at 7 a.m. to find out how Levin's worms are doing, okay? I need to know. Well, thankfully, their, their home arrived um, a couple of days yeah. after they arrived. And so I constructed a garden bed um, out of corrugated iron. And oh, I yeah. filled it with no less than nine enormous 20 kilo bags of soil. Um, oh, yeah. And then the worm, the worm home, which is this big plastic thing, uh, sits in the middle of it. And yeah. you open it up and then you feed the worms like, and, then they, and they compost your, your, your food scraps. And then they, they, then they, and then they go out the little holes in the plastic container into the soil that I've put there. And then they like poo out all of the nutrients and make really, really good soil. Um, are you going to grow anything with the worm soil? No, it's just just worms. No. <laughs> Check out just my like soil our- box. Yeah. <laughs> it's just worm soil. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess we're gonna we're gonna try and grow some some herbs and veggies and that some fruits. Um, I would sick. love. If I can have any. Like I, I want spring onions so desperately that like to grow somewhere. It's my dream to just be able to grab a little sprig of spring onion because when you buy spring onions, too many spring onions. Why you can only you buy a t- stupid amount. I'm one man. <laughs> you know that I'm always leaving two soggy spring onions in the bottom of the fucking. <laughs> I'll Sorry, give you. I'll give you a good I, recipe. For, I became um, passionate. <laughs> for yeah, a salt. God I'll, damn give you, it. I'll give you one. Like a. Uh, it's like a uh, ginger scallion. So ginger shallot right. sauce, spring onion I'm, sauce you can make. And you keep that in your fridge in a big jar. And you just put it yeah. over everything. It's good. I would yeah. love that because I hate those slimy spring onions in the bottom <laughs> of the crisper. <laughs> and I got to pull them out. And I'm like, are they still good? And the answer yeah. is never yes. <laughs> but opening, opening up the envelope full of worms was, was quite an experience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I was like, oh, they... I started opening it, and, I, and I, you pour it out. And they're in a little bit of soil, yeah. and so I, I plonked them out into their into their new home. And, and I was like, "That can't be a thousand worms." <laughs> and then I kind of like shook it a little bit, and sure enough, it just like writhing pile of like like a rat <laughs> king of worms. They're, they're all just interconnected, and um, I went to Bunnings, which just reopened up here. It's a big hardware yep. store in, yeah. in Australia, and. Um, I'm a fool. Why have I getting, been getting um, uh, worms mailed to me? You can go to any Bunnings and just what? buy a box of worms <laughs> off the shelf. Like shelf-stable worms. You can even buy worm eggs. That's crazy. I might wow. just go buy some worms from my backyard just for the thrill yeah. of it. Yeah, and the front yard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Why and not, everyone's dude? In the bed- each bedroom. Yes. <laughs> Little pile of worms on the pillow, like the tooth yeah. fairy came or whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like fascinated by like worms can just one thousand worms can just live in a box on a shelf for I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. There's no and expiration a- date on them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How do they know? Like, is there a chance you just pour out the worms and the- they're not writhing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a possibility. I don't know. Maybe there's how- like a, a worm man that. <laughs> monitors the boxes of worms at every Bunnings. I'm not, I don't know how it works. How long does a worm live? You know what I mean? Yeah. They seem like they're one of those animals that barely seem alive already. So, like, yeah. what? Uh, yeah. You know, how, how long are they going to stick around? These are questions for, for the worm man. You got to go to Bunnings <laughs> and ask for the worm man. I'd like to see the worm man, please. <laughs> <laughs> Time is precious. Time is money. Take me to the worm man. Yeah. So. Obviously, the worms finally finding a home has been the biggest story news. of this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The game everyone was looking forward to getting <laughs> an update yeah. on. I clocked, but- clocked 1,000 worms. <laughs> <laughs> you got the good ending. They're happy and you have good soil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I got, the, I got the, an unlocked a JPEG of one of the worms in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the best way to get Jackson to play the game. How's Croco oh, yeah. Block Knockers? Let's get an update on that. <laughs> yeah. I stopped playing it. It got too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I could get It got too ball. hard or you got you- too hard? <laughs> huh? Yeah, my boner was getting in the way. As the frustration built, I became flaccid. And I was like, I can get <laughs> softcore anime titties online. I'm going. And I stopped playing. Have yeah. you considered buying another softcore anime titty game? I, I haven't, but I should, because there's plenty on the on the Nintendo. Oh, Switch there's so store, many. So. It's insane. Like, every week, it's like, oh, unleash the like yeah. the like visual novel in which uh, like you know you're attending a a volleyball high school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it'll say something vague like <laughs> ten scenes. And you're like, yeah. I know what those scenes are of. I know what those scenes yeah. are of. I saw it might have been on Steam maybe recently. There was like a what the hell was it called? Yeah, I know. I the know Switch, that's not a- the Switch store is like the Wild West, but yeah. uh, Steam's game store, when it comes to horny anime games, is just yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's it's full on, just a porno parlor. <laughs> There's, well, there's been like a, a movement of re- um, releasing clock games, like clock apps on the, on the Switch eShop. There's, there's yeah. a new one just dropped called like AM Clock or something like that. Hell this yeah. Week. Um, and uh, I want, I want to, I would buy a horny anime clock on my Switch. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. When it hits like midday or whatever, you get to see a snifter of titty or whatever. So you yeah, yeah. quickly rush to your Switch to check <laughs> a it out. Wa- a waft of areola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And then you go back your day or whatever. Gotta go get my midday areola. Yeah, actually, there was a game, it must have been in the Switch store, uh, Mm -hmm. and it was like a weird, you played a sleazy Mario who was a landlord and a bunch of horny girls moved into your, it was was the weirdest looking game ever. That sounds right up your alley. It was Yeah, that legitimately sounds funny and you should buy it if it's on Switch or Steam. Yeah, and then it was like. 10 scenes and I was like okay <laughs> okay wait you're not thinking of the um uh the classic uh limited run games ported plumbers don't wear ties no no not plumbers don't <laughs> which I should get as well but no um I don't know. I don't know. I was about to start trying to google it but god knows what to search for horny yeah. Mario game <laughs> <laughs> well there's a horny um a horny super meat boy game just dropped oh really what's it called uh that is a great question. Um, where is this game? I wonder what the most 
hardcore erotic game on the Switch is at the moment. If any of you perverts out there, yeah, let me know what the most full-on, like, there's full-on just vagina in there or (laughs) anus or What if that's the name of the game? (laughs) Full-on vagina. Vagina or anus. 64. It's a horny. The horny Super Meat Boy game is called 20 Ladies. Great name. All of these have great names. (laughs) It's going to be funny to Google 20 Ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just go 20 Ladies Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Maybe we should get I'm into sure the horny games. Anyway, the other big thing that happened this week, and I yeah. don't know, maybe a medium-sized thing, is that the direct sequel to the 2002 game Metroid Fusion came out. Uh, Metroid mm-hmm. Dread. And guess oh, what, yeah. Jackson? You're the only what? one in this episode who hasn't played it. And, uh, idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be another uh, Resident Evil Village situation. I just know it. Where I'm mocked and mocked and mocked, and then like four months later, I'm like, I played it, and everyone's like, "Shut up, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> We're over that now." Yeah. No, I'd um, I'll be happy to hear about Metroid. Uh, this is so yeah. Levens and I both played Metroid Dread this week. Uh, we both not only played it but finished it. Nice. Yeah, man, it was a. Uh, I I had to ruin my life a little bit to trying to finish it within the first five, five days of it coming out. Um, yeah. But it was worth it. I uh, I still feel yeah. exhausted, but man, <laughs> what a satisfying conclusion to a game and also the series. That's yeah, great. it's uh, it it does a lot of really interesting things. So just like story wise, uh, it is literally a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion. So the fact that Nintendo just did nothing to make that yeah. game accessible for the current generation that rules. But that said, I think you can just play this game and not, oh, yeah. not worry sure. about the lore. Like I, no. I think it is like yeah. just a yeah, a, a, a strange space game. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you um, haven't played the Metro before. Yeah. There's like two, maybe three big story dumps in it, but apart from that, nothing. Yeah. For sure. They're great um, though. They're, they're utter nonsense if you um oh, yeah. if you Don't, if you aren't yeah. even if you have played them all, they're still nonsense, but they're great <laughs> nonsense. You just get bombarded with so much information at points and like what are you saying because they're just like yeah so this is from planet sr30 i always forget what that planet is remember your adventure yeah Yeah. zbx is where dread set but i was thinking about the other planet anyway it's like remember them your mission on planet s386 Chozos, (laughs) you've absorbed the dna of a metroid (laughs) Um, you're just getting all of this and you're like what are you saying game (laughs) that's great yeah and like the the funny thing about this is like if you yeah if you haven't played a metroid game before um and you play this as your first one you're like i can't wait to see what all these what all this metroid stuff is and then like very early on they're like metroids are extinct (laughs) (laughs) there aren't metroids in this game Um, (laughs) that rules actually yeah this could be so like i mean obviously because we've both finished it there's gonna be like light story spoilers but also like it's nonsense and you're not playing this game for the story so i would love to do if jackson wouldn't mind us spoiling the game at the the end of the episode i want to talk about because i'm desperate to talk about how insane the last 20 minutes of the game oh yeah yeah (laughs) okay um, yeah, okay, let's do that. Um, we'll give you a warning before we talk about it, obviously, and we'll save it for the end of the episode, but yeah, Jesus Christ. But yeah, if you have played Metroid games before, 
I'm really, really glad that my lead up to this game was what it was, because this feels like a halfway point between Metroid Samus Returns and Metroid Fusion. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are definitely the two games that it feels the m- most similar to. But then I, in terms of gameplay, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I, play, I replayed Zero Mission too. Yeah, you start the game, you go to a mission on, uh, what's ZB ZDB? Z- Z- yeah, ZBB. I thought it was Z- ZBX. Or is that... Mm. Oh, Z- ZDR, isn't it? ZDR, yeah. ZDR. What is it? It doesn't matter. It's just okay. a bunch Anyways. of You're on a planet. <laughs> you land on a planet. Uh, you have a gun. You've got a gun. Yeah. It's your arm. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the game starts where you've got your suit all powered up. you got all your abilities from your previous mission. Nice. You roll into this planet. You get attacked by an unknown assailant. And you wake up. Uh, uh, you're, you get knocked unconscious. You wake up. At the core of the planet, which is different, because usually That's Metroid cool. games take place the opposite way. Yeah, you start on the surface, go deep. Yeah. yeah, and this, your ship's on the surface, and the the game, you're meant to be like, get back to your ship, get off this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Because um, the planet has a bunch of stuff on it, and you've realized that, and you're like, well, I gotta go blow this planet up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as Samus, you've got to slowly progress, uh, try and go up to your ship whilst unlocking more abilities so you can get further and further in the game. To achieve your end goal, which is blow up this f- God damn it. I got you excited did, too. Yes, you dog um, mouth motherfucker. You dog mouth oh! absolute fucker, huh? Hey, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, let the floodgates open, baby. No. Oh, um, more rules. <laughs> heaps of rules. Um, straight off the bat, and you would have heard this already if you're aware of this game at all. This is it the third is... podcast I've done about Metroid Dread in two days, by the way. <laughs> Hell yeah! That rules. Uh, so, Jackson, you may have heard this, and Levens, you've probably already said it in one of the mm. three podcasts you've done in the last two days. Uh, Metroid Dread? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's, I uh, have heard that. I don't, like, I, I heard, I've, I've heard a lot of discourse about the difficulty of this game, but if you've been following this genre of game mm. over the last 10 years, you know, this has oh. become such a, a mainstay of indie games, the Metroidvania genre, your Hollow Knights, your Ori's, your Blasphemouses, uh, you know, SteamWorld Dig 2's. Mm. Uh, I feel like a lot of those games are way harder than oh, yeah. it's even... Hol- I, 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 right until, I, I would say this game... Like, yeah, that you definitely made me feel more lost in this game at points than yeah. some of those games will have you feeling. But until, like, those final few boss fights, I don't think this even comes close to the, the level of difficulty expect that you know, that you face in, like, Hollow Knight. Yeah, oh, for no, sure. No, no. Hollow Knight, way harder. Um, Blasphemous is harder than this, I'd way say. Harder. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think but- that's kind of, like, a lot of the Metroid games, they... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've heard, I, like like obviously some of the two D ones are easier than others, but I think it's just standard. Like like the level of difficulty is is not. You, you know what I mean? Like this is not a, a particularly difficult game within even the Metroid franchise. It's just oh no, it's from, definitely from the hardest Metroid. Yeah, game. I would say. Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. By because. Usually, boss fights in Metroid games is just you just spam it with missiles. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know dodge dodge the attack. Mm. Jump over, jump over the attack every now and then. This is like it asks a lot of you. It's very twitch-based combat. A lot of counter oh, okay. moves. Um, oh yeah, fair. a lot I of pattern recognition. Yeah. And mul- like that final, the final boss, which we'll talk about at the end, is like a, a three-phase uh, fight. Um, and 
the, the, I, you know, I was. It took me quite a few goes to even get past the first phase, and then yeah. you know, to be rewarded by with getting my ass handed to me within seconds. <laughs> <or the> second <laughs> phase. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, sure. Jackson. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but you mentioned that you miss uh, boss phases. I did. Every yeah, single a- boss in Metroid oh. Dread has multiple <laughs> phases. <laughs> oh, the main bosses. There's a lot yeah, of mini bosses ones, yeah. that uh, just have like one phase but they're hard so don't worry about it i think one of my favorite bosses ever that had multiple phases is the boss for rayman 3 hoodlum havoc <laughs> which i know sounds crazy mm-hmm. it does you're right there's about five phases to that boss and each one is massively unique one becomes just a platforming challenge at a certain point but the last phase is the little black uh lum or like uh fairy or whatever that's possessed the thing that's the final boss He's just shitting himself as you chase him around to just grab him and eat him or whatever. And man, that was great. To go through all that effort to defeat this guy, and then he's just like a little black fairy being like, oh man, don't eat me. And I'm like, I'm coming for you. And then you just grab him very simply and swallow him whole or whatever. That was awesome. Rayman eats a fairy? Oh, he does something to it. I don't forget what. (laughs) In my mind, it's eating it. But uh, as your uh, tone uh, indicates, Levin, surely that's not the case. Yeah. (laughs) Beloved cannibal Rayman. (laughs) I think it's... Is it Final Fight where the final boss is in a wheelchair and you throw him out a window? I think so. That's that's great, too. (laughs) I like it. It's it's the... Both great endings. The the boss fight takes place at the top of a skyscraper and it ends with you throwing them out a window. I I think I just really like a boss fight that's really difficult and then very, very easy for the final phase. I think I got a lot of time for that. Uh, Okay, Metroid Dread, not for you, because the second (laughs) phase of most of these boss fights is harder than the first. Well, I mean, it's not like a real final phase, you know what I mean? You know what I mean. It's a a joke one. It's a goof one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the other part that makes, that is like a new addition to the Metroid series is that, uh, this features an enemy called an Emmy, E-M-M-I. E-M-M-Y. It's, uh, mm. it's given for outstanding direction in a comic (laughs) or animated series. (laughs) Um, so yeah, every couple of levels you gotta go accept an Emmy from the awards (laughs) ceremony. You gotta make a unique speech every time. Damn, that's second phase it turns into a uh, a Tony award. (laughs) (laughs) James James Corden gives it to you. Yeah. (laughs) Neil Patrick Harris is there too. You gotta avoid talking to both of them. It's stealth based. <laughs> uh, so the Emmys are uh, the seven robots that were sent to this planet before you that were meant to do the job that Samus has now been sent to do, but the Galactic Federation lost contact with them. And when you get to the planet and you encounter one, you find out that the villain of the game has reprogrammed them to kill you, and they are indestructible. And so there's certain areas of the game, which are Emmy zones, mm-hmm. um, where you have to use either be quick or use stealth. Well, you don't get uh, yep. you don't get that upgrade until like a, a couple of um, worlds in. But yeah, you yeah. essentially you enter the Emmy zone, and um, it can hear your footsteps, and yeah. so you have to <laughs> sneak by it undetected because as soon as it detects you, the screen flashes red, the music gets ramps up intensity, <laughs> oh, and normally you'd love it, Jackson, because oh, yeah. you never before have just the like quiet beepings of a random robot being so terrifying. Yeah, that you enter so one of good. these zones and all you can hear is just this beep, 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 as it like scans <laughs> no. the room around you. That's um, great. And then yeah, once it, it, it some of them like locking on you, they're faster than you and once if you ever bump into them, it initiates a like a cutscene that you can it's very difficult to do. 
Um, yeah. You can counter their attack and stun them and then and then slide underneath their legs and, and, and keep trying to get away from them. But yeah. more often than not, you're going to get a game over screen because it yeah. kills you instantly. I love that and shit. And Jackson, yeah. the way it kills you is its head opens up and a giant knife plunges into it into your chest that rolls hell yeah. yeah that's not what i would expect so, at all <gasps> yeah so get ready to watch samus get stabbed to death over and over hell and over yes. again because yeah <laughs> i've finished this game i reckon i successfully counted an emmy emmy like 10 times at the very most i got good at awesome. it towards the end i was i i was i was countering more than i was getting game over oh yeah i counted uh twice in a row yeah, and it was feeling real good, and then missed time to jump and fell straight back onto it and got stabbed. <laughs> um, That's incredible. Because yeah, like Levin said, Jackson and listeners. So at first, you're just like you've got no stealth abilities, you can't do mm. anything. But as the game progresses, you get more things you can use to stealth away from the Emmy. And then when you start getting good at it, it's like, oh, by the way, parts of this are underwater, and you don't have a gravity suit, so you're <laughs> no. even slower and yeah. can't jump high. Good oh, luck. God. And you're even that, slower awesome. at countering them underwater. You oh, yeah. You counter them and, and your, your <laughs> hand moves. Yeah, it's very great. That's awesome. That's so hey, good. Levens and listeners that have played Metroid Dread, do you know there's two points where you can counter an Emmy? I did not know that until I just oh, read something. Yes, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. two moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only knew, I, th- I thought that if you missed the first one, it was you were a bump on dead. But no, apparently there's two. That's great. It it sounds so good. I like more, man. Games with bosses where they're like, well, not bosses, but just enemies where they're like, you just can't kill this guy. Sorry, yeah. too bad. It's awesome. It's great. The way that it works is you usually have to explore the area whilst running away from the Emmy. You eventually mm. get to a room which is like a giant brain. You kill the brain. That brain gives you a one use power up called the Amiga Beam, Amiga uh, Cannon, yeah. and that can be used to break the Emmy's. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, the first, the first version of it, you just basically like um, warm up a, a huge, powerful shot that you like yeah. wait until the Emmy is coming at you, and then just shoot it at its head, and its head explodes. But later on, you have to um, hold down Y, which fires like I guess almost like machine gun ammo from yeah. this, and you have to break open this casing around its head first. Oh, that's um, cool. And as you like, and like, you keep coming through these, the Emmy zones become more and more like labyrinthian. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you have to, because you need um, a long stretch of, of of road for them to come straight at you for you to shoot at them the entire yeah. like for for long enough for either the beam to charge or for you know that you to shoot them long enough for the the, the casing to come off. And it, it it becomes like even though you have this extremely powerful weapon, it's still so tense because if if it catches up to <laughs> you before you, you manage yeah. to to if blow you mess it up, up at all, it, you, you, you yeah. you're in that you know very difficult to strike counter zone again. Yeah. Um, Dude, so good. I, what an amazing mechanic. And you feel yeah. like... you. Feel, and then the best thing about it is once you've killed the Emmy, those zones are free for you to explore at your own leisure. And they're yeah. full of secrets and all kinds of great shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had such a good time with... like. Those, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about it. There's a... There's an article that's kind of become a meme where they're, they're, the review's like, you know, Metroid made me feel mis- miserable. And it's just complaining about all these things that we say yeah. are great. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah I, I read that review. Basically, there's a review out there, uh, like Levin said, but it's like, Metroid's great, but it made me feel miserable and I never want to play it again. Games don't have to be hard to be good. Yeah. But it's Which- also like, you're a game reviewer. You would have definitely played games that are harder than this. 
Also, it's like, yeah, Nintendo don't publish games like this anymore. And it's so Mm. cool that they were like, uh, to quote Joel Dusha, fuck it. Um, God damn it! (laughs) um, Let's let's put out a really difficult, really scary uh, space bounty hunter game. And And that's that's what I want from a Metroid game. And and I love this. It's it's the highest or quickest selling Metroid game ever so far. In which the usually, UK. For- yeah, <laughs> it's hard, very hard to get stats, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's sold. Funny. Yeah, uh, which usually would be huge news, but because it's Nintendo, it means absolutely nothing. It could be yeah. their most selling game on the Switch, which it obviously won't be. Yeah, and I still wouldn't lock in a sequel. No, no, oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I can see this selling like five million, and I think yeah. like for, yeah. for a Metro game, that's enormous. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I, I hope the goodwill of like reviews and. I don't know. I, I, I'm just like I want to share the positivity because they have an engine now that mm, they've built yeah, this true. game in. I, make this an annual franchise, please. I will happily play yeah, a 10-hour new Metroid game where, like, you know, it's it's similar level layouts, but you know, different enemies and different power-ups and weird uh, villains and bosses and 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 alien lore. Incredible yeah. cutscenes. Like, man, I, this was this was such a joy. I think this is my favorite game of, of 2021. It's oh, definitely man. my favorite game of 2021. Just because it, it, I, I had high expectations, but like I knew that my high expectations were unrealistic. So by that admission, I had low expectations because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is probably going to be a game that, you know, maybe I get. 80% of the way through and then I'm like, oh, you know, they, they did their best. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe <laughs> sure. I don't finish or it's a game that I finish and then everyone else is like, oh, it's a 6 out of 10. But I'm like, yeah, it was it was a good 6 out of 10 though. But mm. it is, it's far and away like a 9 or even, you know, this is as good as a Metro game as I feel like you could get yeah. right now. And, and I mm. think using this engine, you can do an even better one. I did an All the Small Games episode with John yesterday um, where I cheated and I and I used... Metroid Dread is a conversation starter uh, because the Metroidvania <laughs> genre is definitely a, a big indie game, Star Wars. Sure, you know, sure. like, yeah, it's yeah. such an important genre in it with indie games. And I play like five, six of them every year. Um, and I wanted to ask the question, you know, does this hold up when you compare it to some of the best indie Metroidvania games? And I think it does, but those big sprawling 30 to 50 hour Metroidvania games like Hollow Knight and Blasphemous. Yeah. That's not what this is. This is a very refined, tight adventure, which you can backtrack through at some points of the game, but it's it's not quite as linear as Metroid Fusion is, where, like, you know, you are constantly being told by, by like, you know, your guide where, where to go Adam. next. But mm. the, the, the game will lock you out of areas you've already been to sometimes because of, like, weather hazards or, like, you know, there'll be a ledge you can't jump up back until you get an upgrade to, do, to allow yourself to do that. And then it yeah. kind of it'll, it nudges you towards the path that it wants you to take, yeah. and there is like a a beauty to that, like this like this ballet that you're performing that the game wants you to perform. You know, it wants you to follow this path. Some people might be annoyed at the the linearity of that, but uh, I found it really really cool. No, and, I, I, th- and, I th- yeah. think that's I think that's kind of great. Like I think those are just two different <laughs> kinds of Metroidvania. Basically, there's you know? also. So, that being said, and one thing that was really nice about this is there's, like, I would say a handful of moments where where you're meant to go next isn't super obvious, and it is so easy to go the wrong way and then mm-hmm. just be like, where I, I am, am I again. going? <laughs> yeah. Um, especially, like, probably around the midpoint of the game, I think that it happens, This there's an item you get where once you get that item, the rest of the game is so hard. 
Like, (laughs) you get a, yeah, look, you get a beam upgrade, and from that point onwards, the game is way harder. Every boss is a nightmare. Because every boss, every, when every villain is also, like, every enemy is, is like, kind of two enemies in one because it's an ex-parasite yeah. Yeah. taking over that, like, the host of that, like, you know, the, oh, yeah. they're the, they're, they're, yeah. yeah, and so, like, once you kill them and the, the ex-parasite just, fuck, moves, moves off somewhere else into the, into the level and becomes a new enemy for you to take down. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but prior to that, there's, like, a big chunk of the game where the items you're getting aren't necessarily items that are used for traversal. Or not obvious traversal. So, yeah, there's a big chunk where you're like, all right, I got this item. And you're looking at your, the map and you're like, I don't know where this is meant to take me. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I just found myself wandering around huge open areas for like an hour being like, hmm, where am I meant to go? <laughs> what to do next? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm so used to kind of going, okay, I can't do anything in this room. Or should I shoot every single pixel? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, and, then I, and then I found my way out. That's just the Metroid, the... That's yeah, Metroid, there's baby. one very early on, and I had like I had three different people being like, "I'm stuck. Mm. I don't know where to go now." And I'm like, "Okay, when you're in the area where there's two exits that you can't go into because your suit catches on fire because it's too hot in there, um, yeah. <laughs> just shoot all the blocks around that area, and then they're sure enough, like, oh yeah, cool, I know now." Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's an, an early lesson that the game gives you. It's like yeah. you know, you're never actually stuck. You can always shoot yeah. your way out of places. And there's a ton of sequence breaking you can do too. I'm 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 not as good at a gamer uh, as as I need to be to, to 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 get into these these spots that you can get into. But you can access um, upgrades to your suit and 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 you know power and abilities mm. um, far earlier than than the game actually wants you to. And the game acknowledges that there are ways to destroy some of the early bosses. Um, like there's a you fight a boss called Kraid, which is a returning enemy from uh, the Metroid franchise, and you're not meant to have the morph ball um, with the morph bombs, the ball bombs, yeah. or whatever they're called at that point. But if you do have them through sequence breaking, getting to an area that you shouldn't be in by like, you know, like, I don't know, like doing a bunch of weird jumps. Yeah. The uh, He like lifts up and you can destroy him by bombing him. Oh, um, that's great. And it's so Good. crazy to have like the devs acknowledge that like, yeah, like people are going to like break. Sequence break. Try as hard as they like, can to break this yeah. game. Well, I looked up... Um, because I was wondering if there was a... Because uh, the Prime series has an 100% ending. And I was like, I wonder if they've done it for this. So I just looked it up. There's not. But there is multiple like art galleries you unlock by beating the game in certain conditions. What, so the first what, which just, piece of artwork did you get? I got Zero Mission. Oh, me too. Okay, cool. So that's the same. Yeah. So Zero Mission you get for just beating the game on normal. If you beat okay, the yeah. game on normal in under eight hours, you get something else. And then if you beat it under four hours, you get a different thing. Then it's the same thing. So yeah, Levens and I beat this game. I, it took me way longer because I backtracked uh, yeah. way more than Levens did t- before the final boss. Levens beat the game in like just under 10 hours and it was like 11 was like nine, and a half. Nine, mm. nine hours and 11 minutes, I think. Okay, nice. so Levens beat the game in nine hours. Yeah. Not yeah. under 10 hours like I previously stated. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, and I beat the game in 11 and a half hours. Uh and that was just like a normal playthrough. So to know that one of the like things you have to do is beat the game in under four hours to unlock stuff is crazy. Uh, and God. then you have to do the same thing on hard mode, under eight and under four. And the last thing you unlock is a zero suit Samus gallery. So they're oh, yes. like, well done, well done, gamers. Have some horny. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's good. Yeah, and I, like, I love these games, but I know I'll never be good enough. To, like, I, I, like, I maybe could have beat it in eight hours, under eight hours. Mm. But oh, yeah, I definitely could have if I go back to it now. But it's not like New Game Plus mode where you, you know, start no. the game with all your abilities. You still have no, to go no. through and do it, find them all again. And I think what would happen with me is that I would start the game again and I would get lost way easier because I would be remembering areas from later in the game. Yeah, true, true, Before true. I had, yeah, and I'd be like, oh, I meant to go that way. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't have the grapple beam or whatever yeah. yet. Yeah, I was, anyway, at, um, I was at Angus from HeyFam's uh, house last night. Uh, shouts we can, rec- to we can record in yeah. person again now. So we did HeyFam. We did a good half-hour chunk of HeyFam on Metroid uh, Dread. And mm. he surprised me by uh, showing that he'd bought an, an OLED Switch. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was, I was as shocked as you are, dude. Sure enough. <laughs> I go into it, berate him in the episode. He talked me out of getting one. <laughs> Just like he did with the Switch Lite and then got both of them. That's so funny. <laughs> so um, he has... I didn't know he had a... What did I, uh, that's yeah, insane. Yeah, Angus. Very, I know. What? He, he, <laughs> he like negs me and then does the thing that he's <laughs> negging me to do. For. That's so funny. Um, anyway, I, I played a little bit of, uh, of of Metro Dread on his OLED and um, yeah. it looks it looks great. The the black uh, color is very, very like noticeably darker than than what I played it on my launch switch. I played the entire thing in handheld, by the way. Ah, yeah. see, I played the entire thing docked. In fact, I bought a pro controller for it. Nice. Whoa! I just, I don't know. I've I, I've played I've played every Metro game in handheld, so I've yeah, wanted, no, I yeah, it sure. just made sense for me to play it in this. And I think Metroidvanias in general, I don't need to see that map blown up big on my TV. Yeah. I just I no, like yeah. it immediately in front of my eyes. Um, yeah, that's fair. But it was crazy. Like having clocked the the game that day with like you know your full full set of powers at the end, he was like midway through the game and I was like doing jumps and like you know not able to do the space jump or the screw attack. It's yeah. you, you do feel so neutered going back to that point in the game without all your, your your full set of powers and abilities. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, the game rules. Uh, we'll talk about the ending a little bit later. Oh, it's uh, but phenomenal, man. Have you like yeah. I, I just- can't say enough good things. I mean, clearly, this is my third podcast about it. This, this week, <laughs> I can't say. Have me on your podcast if you want someone to talk positively about Dread, because uh, that's what I want to do. Like, buy honestly support this game. Uh, if you, if you, if it sounds even remotely appealing to you, if you like a challenge uh, from from a, from a game, if you like Metroid franchises, this is absolutely like this is so much better than uh, Samus's Return. What's yeah. it called? Return of Samus. Yeah. I can never remember yeah. what it's called. Well, it's because the original version is called Metroid 2 the Return of Samus. Yep. And then yeah, when they yeah. when they me- remade it, it's called Samus Returns. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's It feels like it's taken all the ideas of that and just made them infinitely better. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Great stuff, even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I bought like a $150 collector's edition of this. Uh, and it is enormous. It was like, oh, it comes with an art book. That's cool. But the art mm. book is like A4 size, which I was not expecting. That rolls. Um, That's so good. Yeah, it's the box huge. is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. enormous. I'm 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 kicking myself for not getting the, the amiibo because I when they announced it, I was like, oh, it's Samus in a dumb costume and yeah. some weird looking robot. I love those weird looking robots <laughs> and the idea that I, I can have one of them on display in my house at all times. Yeah, I'm. I'm 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 probably gonna have to pay a hundred dollars for those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have all my Metroid. I got them out because when I was t- um, dying repeatedly to that final boss fight, I was like, "Oh wait, don't! If you have Metroid Amiibo, if you scan them, you get like upgrades." And so I got them all out, yeah, ready to like pause the game 
and 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 give myself the upgrades if I needed them. And then that was the run that I, I got to the third phase with like a full thing of health, and I just took him out. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't, didn't need, need the support of the amiibo, but I, I I think I beat them because I knew they were there. They were watching. Yeah, me. yeah. This is my favorite <laughs> so, one. Oh, that's oh great. hell Actual, yeah. This one's from. Samus returns and it's That's like an actual, so good. actual squishy Metroid oh, that you, oh. you can use as a shot glass because it's a, that comes in like a broken beaker. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Ridley Smash Amiibo is is oh, real tight sick. too. Yeah, that's a great sick. one. So yeah. uh, the things you get from the Amiibos in the game because I looked it up because I was jealous. I was like, nice. oh, I wonder what cool stuff I'm missing out on by not having an amiibo. Oh, yeah. yeah, Levens is holding Corny. up the Zero Suit Samus one, and he's making the kissy face. Oh, he's yeah. panting. Oh, he's going a wooga. He's oh, mouthing he's a wooga. Slapping himself in the face with his own shoe. Oh my god. Yeah, because I was like curious if I like was not getting part of the game but yeah the upgrades are you get an extra energy tank with any of the hero characters from uh the metroid amiibos oh damn (laughs) that would have been great (laughs) and then yeah and then three times per day you can scan the hero amiibo and get 200 energy back so yeah mid boss fight you can just regain 200 health okay that would have been great and the villains give you missiles i think it's just an extra five missiles and then the same thing gives you extra missiles that's okay. cool. In the game. That's fun. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, usually an energy tank that's 99 or 100 health you get. Uh, yeah. In a normal Metroid game, you're like, you, the moment you get that, you're like, oh, okay, this game's going to become a bit easier. But, like, the final boss takes, like, an energy tank and a half every hit. <laughs> Some oh. of the attacks, yeah, even more. Yeah. The, the- <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a charge attack that I think takes almost three. And at this point, like, I'd backtracked and, like, gotten a bunch of energy tanks and yeah, I had I think eleven. Yeah. And oh yeah, wow! Even then, I, I did it with seven. Yeah. Hot <laughs> damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough game. It's, it's a tough. I, game. I loved it. I give, yeah. Give me that challenge. I think I love nothing more than like having having the thing like, where you like I don't think I'll be able to beat this boss. And then you just yeah. keep keep dying and getting used to yeah. what, you know what he's going to do next. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the nearly, catharsis, you know. Yeah. yeah. It took me oh nearly two hours to beat the final boss. I think. That rolls. I've just like non like I didn't I I had one attempt, I stopped, then after that came back to it and then just sat there for like nearly two hours, just dying, trying again over and over and over again. It was good. My my that kids rolls. kept checking in on me, like, have you beat him yet, Dad? Because they didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I was just like sitting on the couch trying to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, five thumb ten thumbs, it's my game of the year. Yeah, um, I am too. Hell yeah. And yeah, at the end of the episode, we'll talk the very end part of Metroid. Because if you want to play it, don't listen to that part because it took us by surprise and rules. So sick. (laughs) I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to hear. So, Jackson, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I'll, look, I'll be quick. Um, oh, I'll- bored already. Can we talk about <laughs> yeah. Metroid again? It better start with Metroid, and then the following thing better be a subtitle of a Metroid game. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. God uh, damn it! I played a little horror indie called Bloodwash. Um, the premise of which is that you need to wash your clothes at a nearby laundromat. You leave your... What? <laughs> it's good. Shut up. <laughs> you need to... You You... It's a horror game, um, and so it, it starts with you leaving your filthy apartment. Uh, oh, to I go- thought that was like the goal of the- is this the goal of the game? 
Oh, kind of. So, okay. <laughs> um, so you leave your apartment to go wash your clothes. You take them downstairs. Uh, it's, the whole place is filthy and disgusting and very threatening. You play a pregnant woman whose name I can't recall. <laughs> you get down to the bottom of the you to the the sort of like um uh dishwashers dishwashers the the washing machines or whatever at the bottom of your apartment, but they're broken. Uh, you get spooked by a man named Hobo Joe, who's yeah, like yeah, yeah you probably go to the the laundromat in the city. Yeah, and then you go outside, catch a bus, and you—the main sort of bulk of the game is not not like a super long game. You could probably beat it in like an hour. Um, takes place <laughs> in like a. When was the last time you reviewed a game that was like over ninety minutes long? Uh, do you reckon? It doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I'm done reviewing games longer than ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, but the basic bulk of the game is like there's a you're in like a like a sad, depressing, you know, like the kind of plaza where. It's it's kind of like a lot of destroyed buildings and not much is happening and you know the kind of vibe like there's a laundromat, a pizza place, an electronic store, uh, and yeah. that's about it. And like a kind of industrial part of the city or whatever, or the outer suburbs. Uh, so yeah. you go, you're in this sort of like sad plaza at about one a.m. You go to the laundromat, you put your clothes on, and then they're like, right, you got ten minutes till your clothes are done. Entertain yourself or whatever, like pass the time. Um, and so you just wander around this plaza, but at the background of the, of the, of this, you, uh, find out before you arrive there that there's a serial killer on the loose who's killing Hell pregnant yeah. women. So, oh no. Yeah. And you are a pregnant woman. So there's, there's, yes. there's a lot of like really good, like moments w- just, just that aren't, uh, that are scary, not scary as part of the, like the big sort of serial killer part of the game, but just basically where creeps creep on you. And it's very uncomfortable and it does a great job of it. Like, you got to take the bus in and you do the bus ride and a guy gets on and just starts talking to you and asking to sit next to you. And you're like, please don't sit next to me. And he just keeps hassling you. And they just do a really good job of it, I guess. Um, it's fun. Is this to all cutscene or do you have No, to- no, you're just sort of like, you, you're, you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, you're- No, but you're, it's I mean, like- It's dialogue, you- I guess. You're, you're kind of stuck in your chair or whatever, but- And- do you choose what to say, or are they just... It's. I guess it's more just like a sort of conversation where you're like, please leave me alone. But it does a good job of setting the tone. Oh, and so previous... It, yeah. It's not a cutscene because you presumably can move the mouse and look around, and that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess it's still kind of technically a cutscene. Um, but, like, then early in that, before you get on the bus, you're just, like, standing at the bus stop, and just a car pulls up, and no one gets out of it on the street across from you, and you're like... Please go away, please go away, please go away. But they never do. And then you get on the bus, and then when you arrive at the plaza, the car's there, and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. So it just does a really good God job of like- damn it, Jackson! Oh, sorry, Remember sorry, where you sorry, are! Sorry, quote, sorry. Quote, 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 Joel Dusha. I, I, to quote Joel Dusha, <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Um, but that uh, just does a really good job. I, I d- never said that! <laughs> you get, completely cut that part of your the the episode out. So me and, me and Lavin we just know. said we'll never, you. We'll never we'll let you forget. Exactly. Uh, so Joel there's like tons. <laughs> <laughs> so there's tons of things to do while you wait for your clothes to wash, which is kind of where the bulk of the game is, and it's just fun to like go around and find all those different things to do. This like, is the most Jackson Bailey yeah, shit in the world. I know. Um, oh, it's cool because I get to like wander around this weird mall. Yeah, that is what's <laughs> fun though. You get to pick up like a like a somebody's left effectively like a little handheld gaming device on a chair. You get to play through like a bunch of different games. There's a bunch of arcades around. You get to chat to a guy called Pappy for a bit, who <laughs> runs like a nearby uh, uh sort of like uh general store or whatever, like a milk bar. 
Um, he's got a porno section. No, it's not a milk bar. It's like a like a video easy. And he's got a porno section you can go into. It's real good. Um, the game does ramp up once you start drying your clothes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds so funny. But it, it, that's when it, it starts to become like more of a horror game. Um, you and as let me guess. You liked that part less. No, it was it was great. Like it was it was really really well done. So like as you're exploring and just picking up random stuff, you can find stuff related to the the sort of like serial killer and the murders, and then you can go around and chat to like Pappy or the guy at the pizza place and be like, "Do you know anything about this?" And you sort of sort of get your lore that way. Uh, and then the murderer comes in, and it's it's very grisly. Um, spoilers, but the murderer <laughs> is wearing baby skin. Um, so yeah. that's a pretty intense sort of like thing. I mean, it's all like that kind of PS1 style, uh, you yeah. know, kind of blocky graphics, but it's still, it's pretty grisly. Um, and Do you get killed? Like, no, you, 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 well, you could presumably, but, um, you know, you get a gun, whatever, you can shoot the serial killer. Uh, there's a point where you're playing as a cop. That's a lot of fun with the cop that you call in the game when stuff starts to go awry, you play as the cop arriving and then you're. You die. It's a fun little fun little moment. Yeah, look, it's just a, it's just I've played a lot of horror indie games um, because mm-hmm. it's something I like to do, and some of them are great, but a lot of them suck shit. So it's really nice to play one that feels quite polished and feels quite like um, I I I don't know. I guess just it's it's just genuinely well made. It does a great job of setting tone. It does a great job of uh, kind of. N- putting you on the off foot of not really knowing what's going to happen next, which I think is, is like an impressive thing for a game like this, which is such a weird kind of game to be able to do. Like, you know, something is amiss and you know that you're in danger. And every time you're like, all right, time to leave the laundromat and just like wander to the other shops in this little plaza. You're like, I don't know what could happen to me at any point. I don't know how this game's uh, sort of like going to keep moving forward. And I like that. It's like, you you kind of it traps you there because it's like you need to wait for your clothes to dry. So ten you got ten <laughs> minutes. So just when your clothes dry, you get to go home. But you have to wait for your clothes to dry. Um, and it happens in real time and stuff. And I think it's it's, it's probably the kind of game that would have a weird amount of replayability. Like I want to go back and see what happens if I just put my laundry on. I just sit down and watch the TV in the corner of the laundromat, and I watch through the like full episodes of the Twilight Zone or whatever that, that are there. And then do my drying, and then get out of there. Like, can I do it without anything spooky happening? I don't know, but um, yeah. Look, if you're looking for a solid, like, yeah, ninety minutes of a fun horror indie that is a bit grisly, but has a, a like a does a really good jo- job of setting tone and uh, genuinely yeah. sort of stressing you out. Uh, yeah, I de- I definitely recommend it. I think I think it's great. It, it might be on the Switch. I'm not sure. What's it called? It like Bloodwash. Feels like the kind of game that could be on the Switch. And it cost me like seven bucks. So Yeah. You played uh, it on Steam, right? Yeah, I played it on Steam. If I think you, be- if you beat it in seven hour- in four hours or less, do you get a zero suit version <laughs> yeah. of the main character? <laughs> I think so. At least at the very least you should. You should get yeah. a zero suit one of people or whatever his name was. <laughs> that would be good. But yeah, no, I yeah, I recommend it. It's 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 a really fun little horror game. Play it. Probably like I don't know, like giving it, there's nothing really wrong with it. Nothing in it that I thought was bad. So I guess five thumbs, but also five thumbs seems like a, yeah, look, I'll probably say five thumbs. It's great. It's one of the best horror indies I've played in a very long time. I recommend Hell it. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the developers of the game is called Black Eyed Priest. There you go. That's all yeah, you need to know, baby. Um, Sick. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, that sounds good and looks good. Uh, it is yeah. only on Steam. Only on Steam? Well, oh, Windows, no. I should say. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Sick. yeah. Give it a go. Play it. Well, before we get to the emails, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Couple of emails this week. Uh, A lot about Nintendo and a lot about Metroid Dread, which is handy because... (laughs) Gotta say, it's another another week where um, all of our... Actually, no, I gotta say, the PayFam uh, Discord... You're doing me mm-hmm. proud. A lot of people are playing Metroid Dread in there. Makes so me happy. Sans Pants uh, and uh, Joel Dusha uh, Discord <laughs> communities. What's going on in there? No one's <laughs> playing Metroid Dread. Some of you are replaying Persona 5 for the seventh time. Oh, yeah. God. It's a lot of yeah, t- this- hours you're spending playing <laughs> Persona 5. I make sure you can spare 10 of those hours to play Metroid Dread. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, also, just while we're quickly talking discords and call-outs. So, yeah, uh, the Sandspence Radio Discord and the uh, Dusha Forever Joel Dusha Discord. Not a lot of Metroid Dread action. But also, no one's reminiscing fondly on Two-Door Cinema Club in there, unlike the PayFam Discord. (laughs) Some bands should be left in the past. I'm too old to know what they were, so... Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't tell you a single song. I reckon they probably played a laneway that you DJ'd at. Anyway... Let's get to the emails. Uh, this is from Beth and Jason. Beth and Jason. Two Whoa, people. Dior. One email. Yeah. I wonder who actually asked this question. Hmm. Yeah, I like or to think Or did they think of it in unison? I think they were like, hang on a second, and they both looked at each other, and then they said it at the same time. Maybe Dear- one of them is just Beth and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Beth and Jason. Yeah. Dear Thumb Thumbs, question for Dusha since you're a full-blown Nintendo fanboy, and this is also going to go out to Levens because... Well, hang on. Full-blown Guilty Nintendo fanboy these days. What do you mean, Beth these and days. Jason? You've I have two GameCubes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in this shit for years. What dead franchise would you like to see Nintendo bring back to life? Keep on cramping Beth and Jason. So, I would have said Metroid, but they yeah. did it. True. True. It's back. Um, F-Zero. Oh, oh, good choice. Beautiful Joe. Oh, That's even Capcom. better choice. Yeah, but it's yeah. part of the Capcom 5 or 4 or whatever it ended up being. The GameCube exclusive ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which uh, I think it was Capcom 5. One of them never got released. One of them was Resident Evil 4, so it then got ported to everything. Beautiful yeah. Joe also got ported to PS2. And then I think the other one that actually got released that was part of it sucks, but I can't remember what it was. There's anyway, Beautiful DS1 Joe. It was no good. I forgot about Beautiful Joe. God damn. <laughs> there you go, Beth and Jason. Or a oh, Wario man, Land uh, platformer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Wario kill Land. For, I mean, obviously, that's my choice. A Wario Land platformer would make me jizz so hard. That, or if they made, like, a, another Super Princess Peach. That game was fun. And uh, a new Punch-Out game would be great. Yeah, true, true, true. I really like the, the Wii Punch-Out was really good. Mm. Um, if, if you turn the motions off. Um, and uh, I guess have another crack at Star Fox. Yeah. <laughs> See how much worse not? you can make it from the, la- the last time. <laughs> make Lilac Wars 64 too. 
Yeah. They did. <laughs> they, they, that's all they know how to do. It's like, we're making a new Star Fox game, and it's just 64 again. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, worse. But worse. Star Fox 65. Significantly worse. <laughs> I don't know why that made me think of... I, there's a great documentary on Netflix called Power Up or something. I don't know. It's like about the history of video games. And there's a great part about Doom and the guys who made Doom going to the Nintendo offices to develop Doom and how... I uh, forget the name of the guy, but one of the guys that was like there to vouch for them would just keep coming in smoking cigarettes and telling them what to do. And it was because it was the only place that Nintendo would let anyone smoke was their office. <laughs> so he would just come in and that's where he'd puff his darts and he'd just hassle them. Man, that's so funny. Knowing that Doom was developed in a room full of cigarette smoke does not surprise <laughs> yeah. me. I'm pretty sure it was Doom. And that would be like, oh, you're you're coming in here. And he'd be like, Yeah. You should do this now. And they're like, we're in the middle of it, man. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And he'd just smoke his cigarettes. That's hilarious. Hope Miyamoto was one of those people. I forget who it was. Yeah, I wish I could remember. Anyway, uh, this next email is from Pete. Dear Thumbcramps, isn't Metroid Dread the best? I was incredibly excited when I saw it announced originally, but worked incredibly hard to temper my expectations. It's not often a franchise is out of the spotlight as long as Metroid and it comes back so strong. Thankfully, Dread proved me very wrong. To the point, I might quit my job just to play it for the foreseeable future. Good plan. That's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, it had me wondering, are there any games you had to temp or lower your expectations for that blew you away? Or the opposite, any games you were very excited about that turned out dog shit? Keep up the good work, Thumbcramps. Pete. Yeah, I mean, the I, th- I feel like Zelda games is always like... Oh, will, will I actually like this one or hate mm-hmm. it? Like, I didn't like Twilight Princess. I didn't like Skyward Sword. Um, and they both got like, you know, 10 out of 10 reviews across the board. Yeah. And then it's only with like the hindsight of years afterwards that people are like, oh, actually, those ones aren't very good. Mm. Like, well, why Twilight do you Princess- give them perfect scores? <laughs> Twilight Princess has had a weird trajectory because I feel like that it was acclaimed. Then, like within a month, people were like, oh, actually, it kind of isn't very good. But now I feel like people are like, are, like super nostalgic for Twilight Princess. And like, it's actually like a... Black sheep of the Zelda genre, uh, Zelda mm. series. Yeah, you're a wolf boy. Yeah, that um, is cool. I play a lot of anime games, and I never go in to those thinking that it's going to be anything better than a six out of ten. But it'd be a damn good six out of ten. Yeah, you know what they usually give six out, like damn good six out of tens, a seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I no, guess you, for you me- can play a game that's like it feels flawed, but you still love it anyway. And it's like, yeah, I, oh, can't, I can't in like good faith good say conscience anything give- better than a 6 out of 10, but I really enjoy it. Actually, yeah. you know what? I really like the Hyrule Warriors games, and I would never recommend them to anyone, unless on this podcast I did recommend it to people, in which case <laughs> I, I stand by have. it. <laughs> I think I just said it's mine. No, I, oh, I yeah, think I, I think just would have given it a high like- score and said it was mindless, but yeah. it's good for killing time. Um, what have I tempered... Well, Zelda games and I guess Metroid games. Um, mm. I never played Metroid Other M, but like I was there when it dropped. Mm. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. played, it, played it day and date. Like I was very excited for that one. I did not temper my expectations for that one. Mm. I was like, this is going to be the best <laughs> game ever. And it wasn't. You killed the franchise for 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Damn you, Team yeah. Ninja. I guess yeah. for me, it would be uh, maybe Mirror's Edge Catalyst because I remember when that was like announced, it was quite exciting. And I remember watching like dev trailers or whatever back in the day. And then it just didn't come out for a really long time. And I was like, ah, oh, they've they've cooked it. You know what I mean? So 
it, I guess it wasn't like an internal tempering, but like I, you know, I knew what I was kind I think- of getting in for, kind of. <laughs> one one thing that I try and temper my expectations for, but I never successfully do, is Nintendo Directs. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm You're like, always telling yourself, be- yeah. Like this one's gonna su- it's gonna suck, but then if it does suck, then I get excited that they put on a huge announcement to announce nothing. <laughs> Nintendo Direct suck me in that way because if they're bad, that's entertaining, and if they're good, then I'm gonna spend money on video games. Yeah, it's win win. Yeah, big time. And finally, to bring us home, this one's from Luke. Hey, fun boys, do you have any games that you love but you don't really play because they're too damn big and makes them scary to touch? I've never heard of this game, but. I love Factorio. Oh, yeah. It has made- I know Factorio. <laughs> yeah. And have made some good progress in it, but sometimes it's just too complicated and it stresses me out. The game is gorgeous. The systems are well designed. It runs well, but at a certain point, planning out factory layouts and log- logistic chains becomes too complicated and I leave it alone for a month until I get obsessed again. I also like the idea of civilization type games, but the amount of fun I get from playing them doesn't really offset the learning or frustration that's involved getting getting even kind of decent. Do you have any games like that, Luke? I mean, I like the Age of Empires games, so real-time mm. strategies, and I'm not good at them, and I would never put in enough time to get good at them because they're so damn big. Yeah. My friends um, are all, at the moment, playing a game called Stellaris, which is like some big space simulator, yeah. like RTS. Tell your friends to get into EVE Online. Stop being cowards and just yeah. finally give in to EVE uh, Online. They should. Wait, you make some real money Citizen. for once. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't that. know. It, it, and they look, they seem like they're having a blast and it always yeah, seems sure like a do. good time. And the stories they tell, I'm like, I would love to be part of this. But then the moment, like once I was like, all right, I got the game. I think it was, I, I bought it or it was on special or something. I'm like, let's do it. And I opened it up and I was like, I will never play. The moment I saw the like beginning, you know, this is the start of the game or whatever. I was like, never in a million Uninstall. years. Yeah. I will play this game. Um, um, I'm sure it's fun. But it's just the, mon- the Monster Hunter games for me. Oh, <laughs> great choice! Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm always like, this is going to be the Monster Hunter game that I get in on. And like Monster Hunter Rise this year, I, I mm. did play maybe like five hours of it, but at no point did I ever feel competent at the game. And yeah. So like, it'd just be like, now go kill this big monster, and I would just spam the same attack over and over and over again, and then get get wiped out, knocked on my butt. I'm going like, what am I doing wrong? I don't. I can't yeah. be bothered figuring out. I think. Also, kind of on that note, like Souls games, where I'm like, I'm sure I would like, if I got good at this, or if yeah. I even became close to competent, I would have a really good time. But the work it will take to become close to competent, I just am not willing to put in. So, you know what someone, I mean? Someone, given how much I love Metro games, like people are always telling me like, oh, you would love Souls games. You know, you're mm. talking about what you love about Metroidvania games. It just sounds like you're talking about a Souls game. Play a damn Souls game. And I never mm. have. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially because you like... Bl- blasphemous as mm. well like and dread has a bit of it as well of like the once you're having to like successfully parry things in order to progress it's like yeah that's souls <laughs> yeah 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 for sure well i played a bit of uh whichever one came out on the switch i guess it was just dark souls like remastered it was dark souls prepare to die edition wasn't yeah it? i think so which, I think it's just called it's just called Dark Souls Remastered. I can see I had fun with, but again, and, and I knew that if I kept at it, I'm like, I'm sure I will get good at this and I will progress. Yeah. But I was just like, it's I'm exhausted and yeah. I just can't be bothered. So yeah. Um friend of the show, Lena Moon, is addicted to Rust. And I played Rust with her yeah. for four hours in one session, and I had a good time. 
but the idea of going back to that game stresses me out so much <laughs> because the game is so big yeah. and gives you no indication of what you're meant to be doing or how to play at any point. Yeah, Absolutely. Like yeah. Um, also, games that I have that I just really struggle, well, I'm way too scared to touch. Persona 5. Yeah. Uh, any game that has a length over 30 hours. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, I was terrified of Hollow Knight for ages for that exact reason. I was like, this game is going to consume me, and it did, but then I yeah. finished it, and now I'm free of its curse. Yeah, yeah. until Silk Song comes out, whenever that oh, happens. Oh, God. Happen. I wonder if that'll oh. actually ever happen. I God, there was like a full-on trailer, like it feels like 10 years ago, where they were like, here it is, here's the game, and then we just heard 20... nothing ever since. Yeah, there was a playable demo at either E3 2018 or 2019, I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the pandemic would have slowed things down. Sure, but... for sure. Yeah, but I man. mean, Metroid Dread had a playable demo in, like, the mid-2000s as well. Yeah. Let me play Silk Song. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of love that it is just this thing that, like, whenever anyone has a direct or a showcase, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be one that, that Silk Song shows up at, and it never does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true and now uh for anyone who doesn't want to know about the end of metroid dread yeah goodbye this is and so for anyone who yeah and anyone yeah. that wants to hear about the ending of metroid dread because they don't care or they're excited to hear about how cool it is good morning <laughs> uh jackson the end of metroid dread is full-on psycho that's <laughs> yeah. awesome so First of all, are we going to even talk about like the main villain of Metroid Dread? His name is like Iron Beak or something like that. What's his name? Raven Beak. Raven Beak, and then which just sounds like like a villain's name from like Tailspin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he ends up like so the whole time throughout this game, you've been communicating with Adam, who is this like he's actually the, he he originally was a man, but then he becomes like a computer program. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he he's. Classic. He's a man in Other M. He's yeah. killed. And he's the only person that ever called you lady. Okay. Right. And yeah, then cool. uh, it's like a weird thing. But then in Fusion, you make friends with a different, with a computer. Yeah. That uh, Samus calls Adam because the way that the computer communicates with her reminds her of Adam. But it's not okay. the same Adam. It's just cool. like a. <laughs> and this Adam is the Adam from Fusion. Well, yeah. or so we think. Mm. Oh my god. Because, yeah, at the end, uh, it's revealed that uh, Ravenbeak has been posing as Adam um, so that you can uh, basically uh, awaken your Metroid blood because it is revealed that there's <laughs> one of the best lines in the game is, Samus Aran, you are a Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the way that it works is... Because uh, you get cutscenes more and more towards the end, Samus becomes slightly more and more unhinged, and then at one point, yeah, just full on absorbs an Emmy. Yeah, you, you think uh, you're like you, you take down like there's like, like there's like seven Emmys in in, yeah, the, yeah. in the game, and you take down the sixth one, and then you like you encounter the seventh one. You're like, oh god, I guess I'm gonna have to like go through all this and and yeah. and like you know find the up the 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 enemy that I can get the, the Omega cannon again so I can take this one down. And you just encounter the Emmy and then you just put your hand on it and just absorb it and it explodes. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, All right. Yeah, so... It's Jackson, such a great twist. You, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's, like, so many crazy twists. So, Samus, we know, like, as a bounty hunter, as a person, has mm. Chozo DNA. And it turns out there's two factions of Chozos, which is described in this. One that can tame Metroids and one that 
is immune to the power of Metroids or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then it's revealed that Raven Beak was one of the Chozos that gave you Chozo DNA. So okay. he calls you daughter. So it's like a Darth Vader <laughs> oh <my> twist. <laughs> wow. But the Metroid DNA that you have from Fusion, because like when you get attacked by yeah. the X Parasite, yeah, awakens. And once you beat him, you absorb him like a Metroid. Yeah. And Samus gets this full on cooked, horrible power suit that's like real pointy and evil looking. That yep. rolls. And, and you get the hyper beam, which looks like. It's kind of like a cannon that takes up like one third of the screen every time you shoot it. <laughs> it's it just so ab- good. Because um, the game ends the same way that mo- every Metro game ends. Yeah. Which is like, okay, you've destroyed something, which means that a bomb's going off or the planet's going to explode. So you've you got three get minutes to get here. back to your ship. Yeah. And yeah. I, I got, I like, there was maybe three seconds left on the clock when I got back to my ship. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Because I, I just, I, I yeah, I. I was like, I'm super powerful now. Who cares about the time? I was like, oh, wait, the time. Oh, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like one of the most cooked endings to a Metroid game I've ever experienced. Because yeah, usually like Super Metroid, for instance, you get that crazy beam weapon when uh, a Metroid sacrifices themselves. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, that's when you get the Metroid DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah true, at the true. end of Super Metroid. You absorb, like, a Metroid dies on you, basically. The baby Metroid mm. from Samus Returns. Um, so, like, the end of that, you're, like, colorful and shooting a crazy beam weapon to kill the mother brain, and that's cool and whatever. But this is, like, full on. Like, full bonkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you get back to your ship, and as you're, you're about to take off, and uh, another Chozo that you've met earlier in the game that gets killed... Yeah. Um, is on your ship as an ex-parasite. And it's like, wait, don't touch your ship because you're a Metroid now. You'll just absorb the energy of the ship. <laughs> um, so then the ex-parasite sacrifices itself to like, for Samus to absorb it so Samus can return to a regular form and then fly away. And that's how the that's game ends. Absolutely buck wild. My God. But it's well- so fun just for that last three minutes to be playing as Samus and just like... It's basically cooked. the equivalent. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of like when you're playing a Super Sonic in the Sonic games. Yeah, now, yeah. Like the the ability set you have, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this just breaks the game. Yeah. And you look, you look demented. Like, yeah, just, it's yeah. like like the organic uh, organic armor. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. That's incredible. It kind of looks a little bit like what if Samus was Satan? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and wow, yeah, anytime you fire the beam, it's just like. Decimates everything blo- in front of it, yeah. Yeah, in blowing place. holes in walls that you usually had to avoid. It's hectic. Um, very, 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 very satisfying end to the game. Yeah, like, um, I, I, I could not believe what I was like. First of all, I love the cut, <laughs> the cut scene before that boss fight, which, because you had to fight that boss so many times to get his patterns down, I ended up watching quite a few times because I just loved yeah. the, the line where he says, you are a Metroid. You are a Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's great from that moment onwards i just like like a like that incredible boss fight which is so hard and i felt like such a legend when i when i when i finally beat him Mm. then you get a cutscene where yeah he's like you know you thought you were strong enough to beat me yeah right ha 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 and then the metroid and you fully awakens and you turn into just like 
um, to quote Joel Samus. Fuck yeah. Samus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have to do like, like that crazy charge beam, but in your new form. So it, it does mirror the Emmy, uh, the Emmy fights to, to take cool. down this last. Bo- oh man, just so good. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about that. There is a final secret form. Well, not secret, but there's like a fourth final form of this boss, and it's like a huge black, horrible, like worm mixed with birds, yep. giant thing. Hell it's like yes. gooey. Hell yeah! And yes. then you're like, oh god, another fight. But yeah, then it's just a one hit. That's incredible. Situation, yeah. One long hit, charged hit. Yeah, yeah. It's sick. Anyway, if you listen to this and uh, you don't have Metroid Dread, experience it. this. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. One of the what one you- of the best games that I've ever played, and such a like it just the moment it, I I was like hooked on it so fast. I, I, I've mm. seen a few people that are like you know taking a while to get into it. Yeah, maybe like you know because of it is a little bit more linear or like because it is hard and they're getting lost. I don't know, but. I, I just I love this game within minutes of starting it and it's all all I wanted to do was was finish it. So finish it. and finishing it was immensely rewarding. Great game. And you Jackson, you've yeah. had the ending spoiled for you now, but like one thing that's really satisfying about this is even if you've played a bunch of Metroid games, the first items they give you are totally different from what you'd usually expect. You don't get right. them off ball until like halfway through the game. Oh, I, I think I could know exactly what I would be like none of no spoiler or anything is gonna make me not play this game. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm still but just like stuff gonna... like, yeah, because like 2D Metroids are usually like, yeah, Morph Ball's the first thing you get, yeah. and then you're going to get this, but it's just like, <laughs> none of that. You start with missiles, you don't even need yeah. to unlock them. It's, yeah, it's just like, it's just chaos. Anyway, it's great. great game. Great game. Go to yell. Today's episode has 15 thumbs. Perfect episode. Perfect, Perfect episode. up. We did it. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, and if you want to, oh yeah, I forgot to say the email stuff, but look, you got this far, you know where to find us. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, I've been Joel. <laughs> I've been Jackson. <laughs> I've been Levins. Listen to Hey Fam. And all the small yeah, games. Yeah, listen to HeyFam. Join the HeyFam Discord and tell everyone talking about Two Door Cinema Club to get, to quote me, fuck. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.